Am I to use? Yep, that's me. Okay. Whoa. That was awesome. That's amazing. I looked around at everybody as we were worshipping today and the Lord's just really talking to us. And that's just so exciting because we don't have to wait for, you know, a person who has, you know, like a really important office to hear. God's speaking to all of us and he loves all of us and he loves us all the same and we're all just as important as each other. And I love that. I love that. Tonight I want to talk about um, living in unity. That's as simple as it gets, living in unity and how perhaps we can begin to do that because living in unity and truly loving each other is something that we as humans can't really do uh, on our own. It's It's against our nature. We are inherently selfish beings and uh, it's, it's not in us, in ourselves, to think of everyone else before ourselves. So hopefully we're going to explore that a little bit tonight, but who knows the way these things go. I just wanted to, when I was, look, I prepared what I was going to prepare, but when we were worshipping, Mike and I went to Denmark for, and we went to and stayed with Christian Kirsten Philipson, who you may have known from here but they went back a year or so ago to Denmark and we had sorry they've turned me up so I must be speaking very quietly I can speak like this Um, I just want to share what I found there I don't know why I just want to share briefly we went to Christian and Kirsten's fellowship Uh, they travel about 45 minutes from where they live in a rural area to Roskilde which is sort of west of Copenhagen and it's a tiny little church. There's probably about 60 believers there and they are so passionate to bring the reality of Christ to Denmark that it just fed my soul. Uh, they, they battle with um, a very traditional church, the, uh, what was a vigorously alive Lutheran church some hundreds of years ago has become an institution. And... They are, they are standing, uh, not against it, but with it, to bring life to the believers there. And as Europe begins to uh, crumble, um, they, they want to stand in hope. Stand in hope. It's not about building, as Greg says, an empire. It's about building hope in everyone's lives so that we can look forward instead of living in, a, in despair. And at the moment, the spirit of despair is enormous over that part of the world and the absence of hope is an epidemic. I wanted to tell you that. Why? Because there's 60 people in the middle of Denmark who are prepared to give everything to bring hope to everyone else regardless of what denomination they are, what church they are, whatever they are. They want to bring the hope of Christ to them, not the hope of a church or a denomination or a historical um, institution, but the hope of Christ. And so it occurs to me that the only way that we can explore or express this hope is through ourselves. And we can only hope to do that as if we know him 
and we're prepared to lay ourselves out for him so that we can be him in this place. It's not that we ourselves are are elevating ourselves. It's just that we know that if we are to have hope in the darkness, if we have to if we can bring hope when in the natural eye there's despair, then that that is that is being Christ in this place. So as a body, we're not interested in walls or institutions or um status or people who uh, have positions or you know, we as people we tend to elevate some people because they are I don't know, cool, I don't know. Sometimes we need that. But in Christ we are all the same. And we are gifted differently. We're all different. But we're still the same in him. And and more than that, we in our difference, we actually complete each other. That's so awesome. In our difference, we actually make each other better. Not competing, not showing each other up, not even being a supporters club, but together we actually draw out the better things in each other. And this is done through the Holy Spirit. This is amazing. I'm so glad that the Lord taught me this. We often get, well, look, I'm the biggest, most insecurest person you would know, but you don't know that because you probably just see me do this and you think that I've got it all together all the time, but shockingly, no. I need you to be able to do what God's given me to do. I can't do this. I would not be doing this, just speaking to you today, if I didn't have people who loved me, who believed in me, who encouraged me to take a risk, to stand up here and go for it, whatever the consequence. It's very easy for me to write. I could have written a a sermon and I could have stood here and read that to you, but that would be useless. It would be dry words and it would be a waste of your time. But to stand here and ask the Lord for a live word for you is a huge risk to me. And but I because the Lord has birthed in me this passion to enliven you, I am here. In fact I'm compelled to be here. I cannot not be here. I have kicked and screamed a bit and said no thank you and get someone else and then the Lord said, Really, do you really want me to get somebody else? Because I will and then I said, Okay, I'll do it. Let's rip into it. My passion tonight is that we love each other. That we love each other with even just a part of what, how God loves us. If we could get a glimpse of how he loves us and how he believes in us and how he wants to equip us for every good thing, it would be so easy to love each other. Because when we look at each other, when I look at Alice, I don't see Alice. I see Jesus in her. I don't, you know, I don't see James. I see Jesus in him. Because he, this is who I have decided to see. It's a choice. We, we make a choice to love each other. We make a choice to see the best in each other. It's an active moment-by-moment choice. And I choose to do that because I want to be part of a body of believers who are bringing out the best in each other.
And if I see Alice and I see how what, what the Lord is doing in her life and the, the beautiful things that she is bringing to this body, then I can rejoice in it and be thankful in it. And she makes me a better person because she stands by me. And hopefully I can do that for her. So we can do this together as a body of people who meet here and we can do it across, across the walls, across just believing in people, believing in them. So this means that when we are talking to each other, we must do this in respect and reverence. If we are choosing to see Christ in each other, then let's talk to each other like we're talking to the Lord. In respect, honouring each other, choosing to see the gifts in each other, asking for discernment and wisdom so that we can do that, and asking for the courage to set down our pain, hurt, disappointments, regrets, damage that others have done, either specifically or generally, and step into something new and take the risk with each other. Let's take the risk with each other. Let's believe in each other. The last year has been an absolute tornado of a journey for me. And one of the greatest revelations, there have been many, but one of the big ones is that I can't do a thing without the saints that stand beside me. I am nothing without them. If I'm not in fellowship and if I'm not with people who love me, support me, will rebuke me, will encourage me, then who am I? I'm just a little fading leaf fluttering on the wind. But together I can be a mighty, with others I can be a mighty tree, part of a mighty building that is his body. The Lord talks about us being built a lively stones, 1 Peter 2 something. And <laughs> living stones, right? Living stones. Now, if you have a think about that, if you want to think of a wall, each one of us is created, is fashioned into this rock. This rock is chipped to make a brick. And then that brick is placed into a wall. And our foundation, our cornerstone is Christ. And so together, here we are, by ourselves, we're just a chipped rock. But together, we're built into a mighty palace. You know, I might be this little one over here and you that one over there, but together, man, that is amazing. The strength and uh, authority that that brings. But the mortar that sticks us together, what is that? What are the sinews that bind this body together? Well, it's the relationships that we have with each other. If If we're not in relationship, we actually don't have anything. We don't have anything. We might have our relationship with the Lord and that's cool, but man, if you want to grow, get by someone you'd find difficult. You know, find someone, that one, choose. And you'll find that your character will grow. Or do something you find uncomfortable. Rip into it. Because it's good for us. It's good for us. <laughs> okay. That's good.
We are living stones. I love this idea of living stones. The Lord showed me, I was thinking about this, this palace that God is making in heaven and it just tweaked to me one day that I, you know, had, you know, it talks about heaven and it's all so lovely and beautiful and gorgeous and he comes and dwells in it and there's no light, well, there's perpetual light but there's all this really cool stuff happening there and then I just realised it was us, he builds us into this city into this golden city. If we stay at home and watch TV, we need to never get to be the golden city. You know? <laughs> yeah, I want to be there. But not that I want to be there then. I want to be there now. I want to be there now with all of you guys. I want to affect hope for this city. I don't want to bring hope to this city in every tangible possible way. I want, to, I want to get the chains off the captives and set the prisoners free. And we're here tonight because we want that. We all want that. But we can't do it on our own and we can't do it just by wishing. And we can't do it by just maybe giving a donation to something. We have to listen, be obedient, and be prepared to put ourselves out there for this. The Lord's been talking to me about building strong community through actively looking for the gifts on each other. And if you're in a house group or a group of any kind, or if you, whatever group that you belong to in this group or whatever church you go to, it's important to actively, and it's not, it's not, it doesn't happen by accident. You have to choose and you have to put it on this idea that I am going to look at my brother or sister and see the best in them. I'm not going to focus on their weakness or the way that they hurt me. I'm going to see the best in them and actively dwell on their strengths because I'm going to come in and help them in their weakness. If I've got a brother or sister who has a particular problem or an issue or whatever, whatever it is, it's up to us to support them to wholeness. Just as I would hope my brothers and sisters would do that for me and have done that for me. So that we can join together to believe in each other to come out victorious. Sometimes we have to forgive people and forgiving is really hard because really the idea of it is not understood. Um, sometimes we really do have to forgive because there's big stuff that we have to get past. And the great news is, is that we don't, in forgiving, have to let people off the hook for something we just acknowledge that it's not our role to put them on the hook. It's, it's not our role to put them on the hook. We are not to judge. That's a biggie. We are not to judge. But we can release people in forgiveness and the Lord will judge. But even better, perhaps the Lord will restore and bring them home and bring them, them to fullness and repentance or whatever, wherever they have to go. As I would hope that would happen for, well, I know it has happened for me. Hallelujah.
a bunch of really good looking people. I'm really glad to be here. It's been an awesome journey and I am so excited that after 30 years of believing in Jesus, I can see him moving. I would like to um, ask you to um, respond to this. LJ, could you have some worship? I'd like to have a time to minister to this because I really just want you to think about this. Just think about this. And I would like you to think about how you could respond to this. And this is really just between you and the Lord. But I would like to encourage you to be earnestly seeking, building a a foundation, a, a, a building of living stones. And what does that actually mean for you? Does it mean you need to forgive people, maybe an organization, maybe somebody else? but actively seek restoration of those relationships so that we together can accomplish what we need to accomplish here and enjoy each other and live together in unity and true, true love, honouring, respecting, forgiving, upholding, restoring, healing each other. Thank you, Lord. If you would like to respond to this, I would like you to take a step of courage and stand if you could do that. Thank you. Just stand. Just stand. If you would like to respond to this. Is this just between you and the Lord? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father God, I just, I just pray, Father, for a greater passion for your purposes amongst us and a greater desire open our hearts to each other melt melt the the uh, things that separate us and and create this unity amongst us whatever it is whether it's age or offense or different lifestyle or different ideas or politics or whatever it is melt that so that we can see each other for who we are as part of your family with your culture with your heritage thank you Lord and now I would like anyone around them if you would pray for a person next to you. And why I'm asking you to do this is because I would like you to have the courage to step out and uphold someone next to you who you may not particularly know. Or maybe it's your friend. Maybe you came with them. But can you stand with the person next to you? Or if you can see someone standing on their own, could you just stand with them, uphold them? You don't need to pray into a particular situation, but just play pray pray blessing over them in Jesus name together can we do that now thank you Lord Father I pray blessing and hope over every every person that's standing here tonight bless them Lord lift them Lord raise their eyes Lord to see you and let them know you for who you are their Lord and their Saviour and their friend in Jesus name 
and for all of us, Lord. Help us have our eyes on you. Let us know the truth. We want an authentic faith, Lord. We don't want to be bound up with, with religious rules and regulations, but a living, living faith and a living body that honours and respects each other and is prepared to step out and be you in this community. In Jesus' name, thank you, God.